Hi guys, welcome to another episode of our podcast, Explicitly Spoiled. Today we thought we would uh, bust some yoga myths. Debunk yoga myths. Yes. Tropes, misconceptions. Um, yeah, we. I think there's quite a few of them that are super common and I hear mm-hmm. them all the time. And they're quite frustrating because I know they're not true. Um, so... Yeah, that's what we're going to do today. Um, Monica, do you want to maybe start with the most popular one that you think it is the most popular one? I I don't know. I I feel the most uh, popular one would be that you have to be really flexible Mm -hmm. in order to do yoga. Um, And seasoned yoga practitioners or, you know, um, some of us who have uh, taken an interest in yoga and studied it or... um, did perform the small Google research uh, about it? Know that know for a fact that it's 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 not true, right? Why would you have to be flexible to um, attend yoga classes when yoga sessions themselves lead to more flexibility? Yeah, yeah, flexibility, strength. Um, I'd say even focus, right? All of this improve through yoga. So. Um, actually you should do yoga if you're not flexible <laughs> right that's because that's the yoga will give you flexibility um i think on this one what i would say because i thought about it i've heard it a lot right i'm not flexible i'm not gonna even bother um i'd say and i don't want to diss on the yoga community but i'd say you know just through through my instagram browsing and social media i think there's um a few accounts at least where you know the, the the people practicing yoga would post only really intricate pretzel-like uh, poses there right um and you know for the couch potatoes i i feel like i am the couch potato or i used to be right if you open social media and you see someone doing a handstand in a very contorted or whatever pose you'll be like yeah i'm not even gonna it's so far off from you know what i can do right now that i'm not even gonna entertain this yeah because you assume you have to be flexible but yeah it's it's definitely not the case yeah and i think it's also so um again it's what we've said in one of our previous episodes don't compare yourself to anyone so uh, there's quite a few uh, people that get into yoga being really flexible from the beginning, right? Maybe they were ballet dancers or just dancers or whatever, right? So they get into yoga and they already have that really insane flexibility. That's awesome. But you don't need to be that person and you also don't need to compare yourself with a ballet dancer. Yeah, absolutely not. Yoga meets us at the level of physicality and fitness um, that we are at. So... Um, that correlated with the fact that it seriously improves flexibility and it is one of the clearly noted benefits, um, you know, after having practiced yoga. Um, these two points really tell you that you need to start yoga ASAP if you feel stuck, rigid and unflexible. Yeah, so it's quite the opposite, basically. Absolutely. So yoga is for unflexible people, as is for flexible people, right? Exactly. It's for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So let's forget all about that myth. Um, do your research, ask your questions, and you will see that yoga welcomes you at no matter level of flexibility that you're at. Yeah, exactly. And there's different classes, different levels. 
um, and actually try yoga to see how your flexibility can improve, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Give it a try. Yeah. Um, another, I think, really popular, or maybe I see this anyway, and I think it's quite a popular myth, is that yoga is only for, only for women. There's a lot of women, right? If you look at the, the yoga landscape, <laughs> right, and people practicing, I think there's way more women practicing than men. And we're going to have a topic at some point, an episode on why uh, men don't, well, why is it that more women practice and how men could maybe look into starting yoga more. Um, but yeah, I think that's very, it's a very common myth and it's very wrong because basically, as we just said, you know, yoga is for everybody. It doesn't care about the gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and men could really benefit for being, from, from being more flexible and, you know, having more strength and uh, being more focused and things like that. So it's not like, yeah, I, definitely yoga isn't just for women. It's, it's really something that would benefit everyone in every, uh, I'd say, uh, circumstance or like moment of their lives, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I find it really ironic, you know, because back when yoga was invented, created, pioneered, it was actually invented, created, pioneered by men for men. Um, because in India, in those times, um, it was quite a, a regular uh, banal um, setup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to a family or a community, women used to take care of kids and be super busy with uh, house chores. Um, so they had very little time to do it serious, uh, seriously or constantly, um, you know. So you would often find you would often find a lot of men who mm. who would practice it, um, scholars, uh, teachers, community leaders, and they would also uh, teach it to others, right? So very little up to zero women used to practice yoga back in the day. Um, I feel that this situation has shifted completely um, due to the western culturalization of yoga Mm -hmm. it has become flashier um pricier uh, more challenging more glam Uh, in that sense um it has become trendier yeah so that's why men maybe shifted away from it in a sense and women uh favored it more than 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 men um but yeah it's it's silly to to it's silly to realize what it what has become of yoga in that sense because yoga offers plenty of benefits for man, including of uh, you know libido, sexual nature, strength, um, and many others, uh, regardless of sexes. So if you're a dude and thinking and you know and you feel very overwhelmed by the quantity of women um, that participate in uh, classes at your local studio, just forget it give it a try, you will feel much better. Yeah, and also what I would say for men specifically, because I think, well, it's it's not um, exclusive to men, but I think more men are, in, are into strength training than women, I would say as a statistic. Um, so they're, you know, going to the gym, interested in progressing, being uh, stronger and so on. I think yoga complements that so nicely with the flexibility part that you don't get through 
strength training and that actually helps you with your strength training because then your yeah your range of motion everything improves so yeah it's um it's really it can really complement that i wouldn't say strength training is like the manly side but let's say more manly than yoga is right mm-hmm. now maybe in the context of our um yeah just western modern social media um practice and practice in general yeah yeah this is it and um linking to this point um one of my favorite myths out there that we're going to debunk today is that yoga is only physical exercise it's not spoiler alert it's not (laughs) it can be if you haven't done uh, your homework or if you don't know much about it um you you will perceive it and and think of it this way and that's fine because i think going into yoga because you want a proper workout or just because you want flexibility and nothing else this is your main point of interest so going into yoga trying yoga practicing yoga only for these reasons it's fine because if you're curious enough if you're flexible enough if you're interested enough you will get to the other parts later on so regardless of the gate through which you enter your yoga practice it it, it's fine we don't discriminate we don't judge yeah however uh the physical part of yoga is uh 15 percent ish um of what yoga truly is um, the only reason why it's the most popular, it's because people associate it with um, the physical part of things. Why? It's um, the most concrete, the most solid, the most immediate thing you can experience about yoga. The other parts of yoga, you might feel like they're too complicated, too mysterious, too esoteric, too impalpable. I think it's also the, f- it's the easiest to show is the easiest for me to show you and to understand yeah versus how i breathe how i meditate all the other things right that's not as easy to just take a photo (laughs) you know you could but it doesn't express the same i don't think it uh, yeah um expresses the same thing so uh yeah to your point um yoga isn't just about uh physical exercise but at the same time there's another myth which says that yoga isn't a workout Mm. (laughs) right it's all it can be it can definitely be it can definitely be so another myth debunked there it can definitely be a a workout ashtanga for instance or power yoga or vinyasa is a real workout uh it can be very challenging and from a very different perspective again going back maybe to strength training or other types of exercise it can really like be so different and so challenging and it's true workout so mm. it's definitely not the case yoga isn't just about meditating which you just said right or other things and it's also different practices of yoga right uh, kundalini versus a vinyasa versus a yin versus yin yoga which is for sure not a workout but it's... Yeah. yeah yeah so whatever preference you have or whatever goal you have when you start yoga you must know that there will definitely be a type of yoga for you so yeah and we have an episode about different practices so go watch that if you want to know more (laughs) um and i think also linked into all of this is another myth that yoga is um you, you have to be a certain age to practice yoga right and we kind of said yoga is for everyone but really truly is and i think Uh, again back in our episode with different practices there's like senior yoga and child yoga and there's a bunch of like really directed for different age groups 
Uh, well, like you have chair yoga for senior citizens or for people that are not bodily abled. Yeah. Regardless of age. Yeah. Um, one of the best parts of yoga is that it takes you the way you are. It welcomes you regardless of your uh, physical condition um, or age. Um, there are layers or limbs of yoga that you can practice uh, even if you're not um, very able-bodied um, and you're, you're, you're very old as well. Um, one of the coolest things about my classes, for instance into a into a, um, a specific place it's actually the place i will be teaching uh, later on today because i'm i'm uh, after the recording i'll be i'll be off to teach class somewhere um sometimes in this spot um there are several mothers hmm. who attend my classes together with their kids <laughs> and i really have to say that um, what i teach um ashtanga based vinyasa yoga is very welcoming to kids in the sense that you know early teens or, uh, you know, um, later uh, teenagers, I would say from 12 up to 18 years of age, because their bodies, bones, structure, bodily structure, and all of their being are very ready at this age to receive the Ashtanga Mm -hmm. Yoga um, asanas and practice. So they are able to maintain a very serious and dedicated practice should they wish to do so. Ashtanga is very welcoming of kids of, of younger age. So there you go. We have the two polar opposites. Elderly yep. people, right? Senior uh, persons and young kids or teenagers. Obviously, um, as our uh, viewers might be quite aware of, um, there's yoga for kids. Yeah. I actually have... Um, um, close uh, friend who is a yoga teacher for kids and she exclusively teaches kids so it's something that tells you once again um, if need be that yoga welcomes you at any age and you can entertain many different practices different practices different levels um, 100% yeah I think um, sort of tied to maybe yoga is for everyone another myth is that you need special equipment or clothing for yoga, which is absolutely not the case. Uh, again, in one of our uh, earlier episodes, previous episodes, I think I, I already kind of mentioned in our yeah. tips and tricks that mm. I think all you really need is a mat, but that's not even mandatory. So that's it's, it's a good to have almost, uh, you know, a non-slippery mat. But if you don't have a mat, you don't really need it to practice yoga. Outside of that, comfortable clothing, any clothing that is comfortable to you is good clothing for yoga. Or you no don't clothing. Need... Or no, yeah, watch your, <laughs> watch your previous episode on yoga practices. But yeah, it really is that, right? It's um, you don't need all the fancy leggings and clothing you see online those are great and if you can afford them and you want them awesome knock yourself out exactly Try but them. if you don't you don't need them you don't need anything as i said you only need a non-slippery surface usually just for your benefit right so yeah. you don't and your body and your breath yeah that's it so that's again i think it's it's sometimes maybe i don't know if it's a disservice but you know there's a lot of people practicing yoga that Mm. promote a lot of different brands of clothing or mats or things like that and it can maybe you know the average joe i'm the average joe again used to be still am right can be like oh okay you need that mat 
and I need those blocks and I need that brand of clothing. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> do this, right? I don't have I can't afford it or I don't have the time to go about all of this and understand what mat I need and what would be best in whatever. And that's absolutely not the case. And I think that's just doing a disservice to you if you want to practice yoga in wasting time on things that are, aren't important, basically. Yeah, I, th- I think you it's a hindrance. And you're yeah. also doing yourself a disservice. If you, if these, this overthinking or these research, this, this research is preventing you from actually starting yoga yeah. once and for all, just, just stop it and, and, you know, take your body, take your butt down to yoga class. Um, just give it a try. This is not to say that props are not meant to enhance your practice. They are very welcome. Um, they can help you find some spots in your body that you weren't um, aware that are there and uh, make you break new grounds. But at the same time, um, rely on your own body first. So, yeah. yeah. It's all we need. Um Another myth uh, that I think is very popular is that yoga is a religion. Um, yoga is associated with Hinduism, right? Which is the obvi- which is kind of obvious because it's it's uh, a practice coming from India at the end of the day. But yoga isn't really hasn't uh, doesn't have anything to do with religion, right? It's a, a spiritual practice. Um, and a lot of people practice it for the mental and physical benefits, and it doesn't really matter what religion you follow, what religion you practice, or if you don't practice or follow any religion, it has nothing to do with yoga. Um, I know this is maybe a controversial topic in some instances, but yoga is definitely not a religion. It's quite controversial indeed. As far as I'm concerned, as a yoga practitioner and teacher, um, yoga should be understood as a holistic system of practices and disciplines that are meant to improve your overall health and well-being um, and obviously uh, the level of connectedness of, uh, with the level of connection um, with the others and the universe um, so it's all about spirituality but it doesn't have necessarily um, you know it doesn't have anything to do with religion and it can be practiced regardless of your um, faith, yeah, what faith you believe and in. religious religious yeah. beliefs, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I think that's it. That's... I think that's it. Explore yoga, regardless of what you are interested in, in terms of spirituality or uh, religion, because it's yoga embraces us, um, regardless of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for making it this far. If you have, uh, let us know your maybe common myths. If there are any others that you've heard about yoga and we'll try to debunk them. Yeah. Um, And we'll see you next time. Bye.